if you are ready to take the hard road, the road less traveled, the path in life where the journey is more important than the destination, then you are in the right place. Prepare to live with vigor. This is the Adventurous Gentleman Podcast. Want some free swag with your Maven Optics order? Use the coupon code NBHGIFT at checkout, and boom, free swag. No, what do you mean? Oh, you mean the animal? Yeah. No. Um, wasn't the lack of trying. The, um, we had, I mean, as I said, you know, we were talking before, uh, it wasn't for lack of packing up big animals, but we, we, we I did, I almost shot one, uh, it, uh, uh, dude, it was so close. It was like literally coming right to me. And, uh, I mean, it's like, you know, 200 plus. And it probably got, I don't know, maybe 140 yards away. And, uh, it cut a doe scent that had passed me. And, uh, it jumped onto the property on the other that I couldn't hunt, which I tell you what, you want to talk about little devil on one side saying, ah, nobody will know. And little angel on the other saying, don't shoot. It was <laughs> had a moral dilemma there for a few minutes oh i'm sure there's there's a little devil there going let it rip yeah exactly um but uh we did we saw uh, i mean i should be out there today but i had to go into uh to work i mean it was cold yesterday a cold front came in and they were getting um you know pretty riled up but uh i didn't really have a choice i had to come in today so um Anyway, so here I am at work. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you do work? I do actually. It's weird because I don't sleep. So, uh, even on days like uh, like normal days, you know, people get, you know give me crap from time to time. Like, then you're never in there past noon or one, and I'm like, well, I get to work at four or five. Um, uh, it's the best. That's most, the best. Well, you get actually some work done, man. So. You know, by the time eight o'clock rolls around here, I mean it's cranking, and uh, you know, so I can get a, a, a shit ton done between four or five, and um, you know, ten, eleven, and the thing's going to go to hell in a handbasket. And I usually work in pretty between noon and two, um, but I work at home, a, you know, a shitload. Just simple fact, nobody's bugging me when I'm at the house. Right. Just I do. To... I mean, I. The design stuff, you know, obviously being here, I have to be here, um, you know, and then what materials we're going to order, you know, judgment calls on, okay, are we keeping this in the line? Are we, um, you know, making 30 or 50 of this color on the next, you know, batch? Like, you know, each time we build a pack, if a color hasn't sold as well, but maybe it's going to be, or, you know, those are the kind of things I advise on with um, the daughters, which the daughters, you know, and I run the company. So, um, yeah, I mean, after that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the office. Um, you know, my deal is marketing and design. Um, and so, you know, most of the stuff I, at home, it's getting prepped for if we're going to do any future sales, um, you know, getting like uh, writing articles. I've been working on a book for a while, trying to finish that up podcast whatever so that's stuff i could do at the house yeah did you ever think you'd be thinking so much for work 
No, you know, I mean, when I did uh, uh, construction, I mean, I did, there was a lot, there's math, obviously, a lot of math involved. Um, but, you know, now it's more of, um, um, you know, it's a family owned and operated business, you know, made in America. Well, you know, it, there's, I wouldn't say issues, but it's a problem. It's a pain making stuff in the U.S. And then you have the family dynamics. There's a lot of, you know, personalities. Um, Cause you know, it's like nine family members that work here. Um, yeah. I work in a family then, business and there's five of us in the office. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, you know, cause it's like, you know, I want to yell at you, but then what's the repercussions of that? Cause it's not like if it's a job site and I'm like, Hey, you suck work on this shit. You're horrible. Uh, right. I'm going to fire you if you don't get better. It's, <laughs> And then she tells, you know, I tell the brother, tell the sister who's yelling at me that night. I'm like, damn, man, I should have thought that through. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I get, I get talking to sometimes like that. And usually it's, I'm either too aggressive, just too aggressive. Yeah. And it's like, well, I come from construction where if you're not aggressive, you're not making any money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, the, the idea, obviously what's happened is I've taken over for, for Patrick, um, and, I, you know, he advises me, um, you know, sometimes he advises me, can I need it? Sometimes I ask for it, and other times I don't want it. So, uh, now, but you Patrick don't want it, but like, you need you know. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a little bit of everything in there. And, and, and uh, I mean, Patrick made you all great. And you definitely tell, too, the mentality of a man and the mentality of a woman in a business environment are just different. You know, there's some things I'm sure that women look at us, they're like, what the hell's wrong with them? And then there's other, you know, in reverse, obviously. Um so yeah, it uh, it's it's unique. I mean, it's good. Um, I get you know I get along real well with the daughter, so that that helps. Um, but we you know the growth wise, we we've grown quite a bit, and we're when we're we're expanding, we're moving into larger building, um, which is good. So we got a lot of stuff in the here's something you know, in the hopper. The other day is, are you guys starting to grow more outside the hunting industry, or just taking over more of the hunting industry? Uh, both really. And I mean, if, if, um, you know, we got out of tactical a little bit, um, you know, with the big drawdown or it just wasn't our focus to start focusing on hunting where now we're focusing more on tactical uh, everyday carry and definitely going to start focusing a lot more on tactical and a lot more on everyday carry as well as backpacking. It's just, I think what, um, I wouldn't say people don't understand. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Is um, when you've got kind of a tiger by the tail, you've only got so many options. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those options are just what you can manage, right? Like, okay, okay, well, I, I know like people want us to build a bino harness and I have an unbelievable design. But if the bino harness and the design is going to consume 75% of my time and make us 7% of money, well, right. I got that option. But then I also have an option of, okay, um, you know, we're going to build, we're going to work on a, you know, finalize this new frame, this new shelter and this whatever. That's all three of those projects are going to consume 75% of my time, but we're going to make, you know, an increase of X amount of money, even though I want a bino harness. Uh, we, you know, I'm in the business also stay in business. So easy decision, the bino harness gets chick can for a while, um, right. which has got chick can for about two years now. <laughs> yeah, just a short two years. Yeah, exactly. Well, man, I mean, gross-wise, um, I don't think people, you know, would, would really even believe um, how much growth we've seen and continue to see. And, 
you know, let's like the say, customer uh, let's service. Say units, and let's say units, units move. We won't get into the financial side of things. Just how many units would you say have been sold in 2017 versus, say, 2014? Uh, probably a six, seven hundred percent increase, if not more. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of increase. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's funny because I, I heard recently uh, another backpack company say, uh, you know, we we sell five times more backpacks than Safari does. That's why we have more warranty issues. Not us, but the other company. And I'm like, one, that's a fucking lie because you don't know how many packs we sell, right? Like, what you sneak in through the middle of the night and look through our paperwork, you dumbass. Like, how you know? And then two is like, okay, uh, you know, warranty or whatever. Because occasionally you'll see online guys will say, I hope Kafaru, um, you know, uh, quality control is not going downhill because I've heard that's whatever happening. Well, if in 2010, you know, we sold, uh, pick it, eight, eight tactical or hunting frames with the duplex frame a month. Now, in 2017, we're selling 260 a month to 350. You're probably going to hear a little bit more if there's ever an issue. It's just simple math. There's right? going to be more below, issues, yeah. Yeah, if we're, if, we're, if we're at 1% in 2010 warranty issues, and we're at 1% in 2017, but we've grown from selling – I don't know, whatever, make up a number, doing $1.2 million a year to doing $8 million a year, yeah, you might hear about it a little more. It's not that there's more issues uh, percentage-wise. There's just more going out the door. Um, not like making excuses but, or, or whatever, but it's just simple math. And so we do get, um, you know, occasionally I'll get guys that are, you know, say, hey, uh, you know, I've ordered um, things for, you know, 15 years, and this is the first time I had a, you know, an issue. And we keep very, you know, obviously take very good care of our customers. We keep track pretty um, uh, diligently on 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 warranty because we want our gear to last as long as we can. And if it's something we can like quickly fix, maybe something I overlooked in the design process, you know, we can do an inline change real quick. And so we we could pay very good attention to that. And, and the growth has just been, and again, I can't you know, I can't go into great you know numbers, but with as much competition we have, I am amazed at the growth we receive, and we just try to treat our customers as good as we can with it's, any questions, any anything. So. It's a pretty loyal and kind of fanatic customer base, though. Very much, very much so. And I, you know, a lot. And, I mean, who else can call you? Who, you know, what other company can you call the guy that runs it on a Sunday on Thanksgiving because you want to catch the flight? Thanksgiving sale and call me and say, Hey man, I don't know what frame to get. And the, and the guy that runs the company answers. Right. I mean, it, you know, I, I try to take care of as many people as I can like that for the Thanksgiving sale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was actually talking to uh Corey who works for you guys. And he's like, I was, you know, asked talking to him and I'm like, Oh, so what's your, just, what's your worst days? Like, ah, oh, there's, there's no bad days. Just some days, some customers are a little more, upset than others <laughs> I was like yeah. oh man a lot of guys were i ordered whatever amount last week and and for me you know we, we you know there's a little variance in there but it's like man you you know everybody on the planet's got a black friday sale damn you don't don't blame us i mean you could have waited a week uh and, and and occasionally we do get um you know just uh 
the kind of guy I honestly block from ever purchasing again. Um, we, we do get people like that that I'll, I'll block them. And, and the way that I base this up, you know, I spend Wait, more money on gear than from buying your gear. Oh, I, I will without a doubt. Um, you won't and honestly, let them buy your products again. And I, and I, and, and as bad as this sounds, I will contact competitors and let them know to let them to look out. You know what I mean? Like, um, let's say you, I mean, you're in construction. Let's say you build a house for, uh, no. you know, oh, yeah. someone and that customer is over your shoulder every day and nitpicking, constantly complaining. You're giving them everything they got. You know, you're pulling off siding, putting on new siding. Oh, they don't like this color, new color, whatever. And then they get online and they say, you know what? I tried to get a hold of them two days ago and they didn't respond. I just can't believe the customer service over there. It, they should have gotten a hold of me. And it's like, man, we've donated 57 hours into you, 54 hours. You know, we're trying, but we have to start helping some other customers. And at some point, they'll, we will red flag a customer. Maybe they got to be real glad. We've only blocked six in the, the time I've been here. Um, most of those were overseas people. Um, but we will also red flag people. for uh, Just for the simple fact, let's say the guy orders um, and uh, there's a question of what pocket will go on what pack when we're reading his order. If it's questionable, we'll call him because he's already red flagged in the system as being a, a, someone that ex, exchanges things a whole lot. Not that this is in a negative way, but it's basically pre-planning because it's like, all right, well, you know, <laughs> he's probably going to change out this anyway. We better call him now because we can, you know, head it off at the pass or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we try you know we try to to keep a you know hold on things like that or keep a hang on them. Um, I think um, you know for the for the most part though, I mean our customers are really really good. I mean we get one out of every thousand that's bad, right? Like it's it's pretty far and few between. But yeah, man, it, sometimes if if, go if you got to figure too, if they're looking at your products, there's already a pretty high level of entry to begin with. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's fact. Well, I mean, like yesterday driving home, um, you know, I had a a guy from Oregon, um, you know, give me a call. And, uh, you know, he had questions on a pack and a frame and, you know, the normal, normal stuff. And, um, you know, he, he, I'm trying to stop him from from spending money that he doesn't need to. But he's got in his mind because of a, a freaking forum. You know, that he needs X, Y, and Z stuff, right? Well, I read on this site, whatever. And I'm like, brother, I'm telling you, don't buy that. Like, you're wasting your money. You do not need that. And uh, I like to be able to do that because, you know, I mean, the shit's expensive, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Save him some money. I feel bad sometimes because I'll ask you a million questions. Or I'll just send a bunch of questions like, hey, I need a bag that'll do this and this and this and this. But then I don't feel as bad because when I post a picture or do something, someone will ask me and then ask me like variations. And because I've asked you all those questions, I now know these answers. Yeah, no, and that's that's exactly right. I mean, that's the way to go. Um, I mean, it's... uh, 
that Apollo, I was like, how do I make this uh, go from a great one-day bag to a three-day bag? And you were just like, add the native lid, two medium uh, pockets on the back, and then some uh, belt pouches, and there you go, three-day bag, perfect three-day bag. And I was like, perfect. Yeah, and that's where this guy was running into. He's like, man, everybody's telling me to get the, the fulcrum. I'm in college. I day hunt. I won't be out of college for two or three years or whatever it was. And I'm like, man, a lot changes at that time. I would buy the Nomad now, get the best day hunting system you can get, mm-hmm. and just get a different bag later on down the line. And I'm like, I know that's easy for me to say, but dude, in two or three years, I mean, I mean, empires were taken down in less time. Who knows what will You may not even be backpacking. Like, I'd hate for you to buy something that you may never use or, or use its full potential when you could buy something you will right now um, and then tackle the other thing later. So, um, yeah, he's a super, super cool dude out of Oregon. But um, anyway, so, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm definitely learning um, – a lot more than I had anticipated about things that I didn't anticipate learning, if that makes any sense. It's one thing to know if you go into math class, you're going to learn math, and then you end up learning some math you didn't think you'd learn. It's another thing to go into math class, and then you start learning about whatever, some other subject totally. That happens daily. Well, here's the other thing is anytime you want to invent something or make something new, a lot of times you're going to have to make even more than that yeah it's not Mm -hmm. like oh you can just make the final product you have to make all the little gears and whatever goes into it leading up to that final product yeah and i mean i got the mad scientist too for that thank god um and we just actually he's got an assistant now to uh bender uh just because of the expansion to help to get along go along with the new design to build, build the materials for those designs, getting the patterns made, getting them in the, um, you know, the system, uh, getting show samples, uh, bar tax samples, all the different things you need um, as we expand. Because, you know, right now our building is stuck. We can't get any bigger than we are. We've got the bigger building, part of that building's for the podcast and the gear studio and, and the marketing side of things. Ooh, you um, have a studio. But, yeah, we we we've got like a soundproof studio for uh, you know six six mics for the podcast. We got another portion for Gear Labs. Not just about Kafaru stuff. I mean, it'll probably be really more twenty five percent Kafaru uh, stuff, and then the rest, whether it be tech tips, bow tuning, um, you know, boards or whatever, um, headlamps, whatever, you know, uh, a video room, um, you know, which is. Which is which is good. I mean, it'll it'll be a, a you know what I'm wanting it to be is kind of a YouTube. Um, I hate to say Bible, but backcountry kind of go-to place for you know if you got any questions, you're trying to head out west. You know, we can we can help you out as well as the dumb shit I do when I head out east, right? Like, hey, right. you guys want something to make fun of? Uh, that's what happened when I went whitetail hunting. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, um, got a lot of big big stuff going on here with I, I think cool. there's a spot for sure for a media kind of not necessarily dumping ground but a place to have all that in one spot you know and I'm kind of surprised no companies have really done that yet 
Like, oh, we're going to yeah, do podcasts, I, we're going to do videos, we're going to be our own little uh, media outlet. Yeah. I mean, it's, some have kind of tried it. I think what helps us the most is um, I can say whatever I want, not not, be, not in a negative way, but I mean, I can, you know, some of the bullshit that goes on in the industry with sponsorship stuff, it's, it's crazy, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with somebody saying, uh, you know, whatever is the best. I hate the word the best. Um, so there's nothing that's the best. It's the best maybe for you, but not for everyone. But right. um, let's say you've only used, uh, you know, one release aid or uh, for five years. And then you switch to a new release aid on the sixth year. And all of a sudden you just start saying this new release aid is the best. Everyone should buy it. But your experience level is about the size of a fucking symbol, right? Your, your glass is very easy to fill at that point. Um, you don't want to take it, but you know, there needs to be like a background or whatever on that guy. Like you need to know where then you take another guy who's used 50 different releases and he's like, man, this one's the best for me. I love this one. This is why here's the ones I've used. This might, this other model might work better for someone else. That's the kind of info we want to get out there, which like right now I've been working on an optics review. Um, the high end stuff was pretty easy for me because I've always used, you know, uh, like Leica Zeiss, Swarovski. Um, but then I wanted to get Maven, Nikon, Vortex, uh, and, you know, some of the less expensive models in the mix because not everybody can, you know, drop two, three K on on binoculars, right? So right. I started using some of the other, um, you know, options, uh, which I, I really focused. I didn't use all of them. I focused on Nikon. Uh, Vortex and Maven for the, um, you know what I mean, for the uh, uh, higher level mid-range, which has been cool. Mm -hmm. And the Nikon thing was great because I, you know, you you drop 38 grand on camera gear. It's amazing. The rep was pretty freaking cool about giving me some loaner shit to try. Um, (laughs) You know, what's funny about that is I think you're kind of hitting the nail on the head with sponsorships have kind of ruined independent reviews and feedbacks from a lot of the, say, names in the industry, right? Like, and it's gotten a little bit carried away where you go to someone's profile and they're like, oh, like, they got 10 pro staffs listed where their little write-up is. Yeah, and I mean, you know, some of that, um, uh, you know, they're just proud to be on a team, and I understand that. Um and at least they list it so people know that they're, you know, sponsored by it. And, and I don't, you know, my thing, um, uh, to, you know, obviously these are my opinions when I'm giving it, it gear advice is um, very rarely, um, for example, I, I'll use prime bows, for example. I really like the prime bow. If they offer me money to, to use their bow, I'll probably take it. I'm going to use the bow anyway. I'm a dumb shit Nazi, right? right. Um, I'll be very candid about that. But is prime bow the only good bow? Fuck no, it's not the only good bow. They'd all be out of business if they didn't make good bow, right? Like right. Uh, Obsession, Prime, Athens, Hoyt, Matthews, Bowtech. Um, what's the other one? I always forget the expedition. Um, those are... They've got to make good bows, right? I mean, there's, otherwise they go out of business. So, yeah. but if you've shot them all, I can I can realistically say, hey, this is why I like the prime. It's got a solid back wall. I like the draw cycle. 
Uh, it's a little bit heavy. I like that. I don't have to have as much stabilizer weight. Um, Tuning-wise, it was pretty simple. I like to be able to adjust the draw stop. But here's some of the things that you might not like about it. Um, here's some of the things you might like about this other system. Um, and, and if someone chooses to use it because I'm the one using it, so be it. But it, I don't want to be – I don't want it to um, – you know, I don't want it to be where I, I you know, because I shoot bows constantly just to try them out where I'm like, yes, this is the best. Yeah, I haven't used anything else, so I can't answer that. But it's still the best. I, I hate that. <laughs> Me too. And you know what? I think a lot of it is you'll get those one opinion kind of reviews because they are tied. People are tied to a company. You know, right. they can't just start it's- saying, oh, this, 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 and this. And then it's like. They won't be with that company very long if they did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I you know, I mean, there's going to be people that choose to use um, a, a Kafaro because they like me. There's going to be people that choose to use, uh, not to use the Kafaro because they don't like me. <laughs> and they're going to use a Stone Glacier or, or whatever. Um, I just, I, I, um, I, I think that, um, you know, you look at, backpacks right um and you look at the uh you know when i started here it was us and mystery ranch for the most part um now you have um you know us stone glacier exo kuyu um paradox or seek outside mystery ranch uh, i think that's all the, the the big ones um and you have from those uh you know, companies, they're, they're followers, right? And some of those followers and I or, or them and other people may have had issues, history in the industry. And it's, it's, it, it, to me, I, what I love when I see on a forum of it, the guy say, hey, I run Stone Glacier, but honestly, Rand Kafaru, you make it's a great option. Either one's going to be great for you. You know, you're not going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Or, or if my guy say that. I like that answer. What kills me is, oh, I tried my buddy's Kafaru or I tried my buddy's Exo. It sucked. Um, you know, mystery answers the best. The, the it sucks. Well, comment. Pretty, catch that yeah. a lot. <laughs> pretty, pretty informational. Click. Like, they learned a lot from that. I mean, like, why? If I get in my wife's car and she's 5'2 and I don't slide the seat back, I'm not going to get out and say this thing's a piece of shit, sell it. I should probably slide the fucking seat back. Adjust it for me and take it for a spin. If your buddy's five foot six and you throw his pack on and you're six foot four, it's probably going to fit you like shit. And that goes with any pack. If you got a big curve to your back, um, you know, for example, and you borrow your buddy's pack, and it's it, Ty Stubblefield's a good example. He, he was using our pack and he carried out a bowl and he had pressure in the lower lumbar region. And I was gone. I got to talk to him and he, he just said, hey, man, it wore my back. You know, it was rough on my lower back. That's understandable, and I, you know whatever. It's like, dude, you need different stay bins, um, and that goes for all companies. Um, I, you know, I can't speak for um, for for everyone, but I mean, obviously, I know the guys over at Stone Glacier and Mystery Ranch, um, you know, pretty well, and their stuff's you know durable. It's a good product, and they will work with uh, people. Uh, they're a company that will work with people to get it right. You can't ask for more than that. I mean, I like. Competition's great, you know what I mean. It, it makes me push harder to come out with better stuff and helps the end user in the end, um, you know, the most. 
So. Mm-hmm. So when are you heading uh, back out there? Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is the last day until late season. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's funny how uh, uh, you know you have an envision of what you should be doing. And you're with the guy that's been there a bunch. And uh, I was talking to Alex about this. Initially, I was like, what the hell are we doing on a couple stocks? Because it was just different than in my mind we should have been doing. I didn't say anything because it's like, man, this guy kills some of the big deer. I think, yeah, right. Yeah, she knows what he's doing. <laughs> and then as time goes on, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Because, you know, we're watching these deer feed. And I'm like, why the hell aren't we waiting and watching them until they drop into the bottom? And then go down and trying to kill them once they're what they plant. Well, man, the shit that they plant in, like when I say plant when they bed, um, man, it's so thick, like you would never know that they're there. So you gotta beat them down there, get get down to the bottom as fast as you can, either try and ambush them or watch them plant, and then you got a very long wait because this I don't know even what this shit's called that they're bedding in, but man, it's like ten feet tall. And like yesterday, we were walking. I was doing, um, uh, you know, kind of still hunting, whatever you want to call it, creeping up this bottom. And I got about 40 yards past and looked back and I saw an ear flicker. Man, there was 19 does and one buck in a patch of shit not much bigger than two times the size of my truck. We didn't see one of them. And I mean, we glassed that for a while. And so once we got past them, they, you know, they stood up. They were trying to figure out what the hell was going on because they caught a little bit of our wind. We saw the buck. I could have shot it, and uh, it's, it's just it's three and a half year old. He's a good buck. It's gonna be a cranker. And I'm like, man, how much shit if we pass just because of where these deer are smart, where they hide? Um, you know, I was talking to Alex about that because he's like, dude, the reason why I, you know he moves fast, uh, he said, even when I'm in the bottom, these deer feel so safe. Yeah, I might blow one out because I'm loud when I'm walking. He said, but. If we walk by slow, I guarantee we won't know they're there. Sometimes you just got to push them, get them out of this shit. A lot of times they'll get out to the edge, stop and look, and then you get a shot at them um, because they're trying to figure out which direction to run, um, you know, what's going on. They heard a noise, but they don't know what it is. Where if you just walk through it so thick, you'll walk by every deer in the, in the canyon and not even know they're there. So it, it's a different way of, of hunting, but man, it's, it's fun, man. Yesterday, with I laughed so freaking hard at that guy, man. He's funny. Good lord, uh, my stomach hurt. I was laughing so hard. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. I mean, I think we'll we'll get one. I mean, I, at this point, I've never heard no so many times since as a kid, right? I mean, <laughs> and we we did yesterday. We did. We passed up one. <clears throat> we may have underestimated a bit um, that I about killed yesterday. Um, He's not a, a scoring deer. He's just a he's a he, you know what? If I shot at him yesterday and I missed, he may have died from fright because he's so freaking old. Um, <laughs> that deer may be nine years old. He he's definitely he's old. He's one of the oldest deer I've ever seen. But he's he's not moving around real well. He's real stoved up. Um, he he's just an old buck. Um, he's probably. Oh, six and a half inch pushing more bases, um, 28, 30 inches wide, just a big old deer. That is an old deer. Mm, I screwed up, though, or we screwed up. Um, we saw him go in, 
if this drainage were, and we're trying to figure out where they bed. And I was, I should have just <laughs> walked down and we drove the truck around. We were still maybe 600 yards from Glassenum and a doe stood up and that's the only one I could see. We should have just pulled out of there right then. We kept blasting. It ended up being the end of the whole group and they actually stood up and moved out to an area we couldn't stock them. I and mean, I, I definitely could have killed them there. So that's kind of my bad. Um, that's being that's lazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, no, it'll be it'll be fun. It's a good time. And if I don't if I don't get one from from passing up animals, well, which will be the first time that's ever happened, uh, it'll be a good experience for me anyway. Because it's probably good for me to have one hunt where I at least pass up a bunch of animals because that generally never happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, I gotta wrap up. I gotta get back early this morning to get the little man. But if you could just hang out after I stop this recording, that'd be great. Uh, and I guess we'll continue for those listening. We'll continue with this tomorrow. Or yeah, I, yeah. When I'm driving out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, stay tuned, people. This has been the Adventurous Gentleman Podcast. Live life with vigor. Bigger. 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 Bigger.